0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hey, Look, Listen podcast. Today, it's just me, just Jonathan Marcy, your second favorite of the HLL hosts. And this is true, the fastest. Uh, We actually put that to the test. Uh, But today is actually quite a sad day. Uh, It's a sad day because possibly for the first time since we started this podcast many moons ago, uh, we're going to speak mostly negatively about something. Well, I am. Um you've probably noticed if you've been listening for a while that we've always tried to stay fairly positive uh, on Halo hey Listen, unless we've been drinking. Take a look at that Mass Effect episode. Um, but mainly because the video game industry does have a lot of, you know, kind of toxicity in and around it. Um, and also because we tend to talk about games we love, um, which is why we started doing the podcast and not games that boil the blood inside of us. <clears throat> Anyway, Uh, however, every now and then, you do play a game series that just kind of irks you, uh, kind of winds you up, uh, you know, in the wrong kind of way. Um, That maybe feels like it's stolen time from you, uh, and it's from a studio that has continued to steal time from you uh, again and again. Uh, That studio I'm referring to is Ubisoft, and that game in particular is Far Cry 5. Now... There is no doubt that down to the years, Ubisoft have made some fantastic games. Um, You know, you look at Rayman, you look at Assassin's Creed, Prince of Persia, and even some of the, the Far Cry games themselves. Uh, Absolute juggernaut um, of a game developer, and for the most part, I think have brought, you know, lots of enjoyment um, to gamers over the years. I myself, I'm a huge fan of some of the earlier Assassin's Creed games, love Prince of Persia, um, and I like one Far Cry game. Um, But if you've been following the news of late, uh, Ubisoft, you know, in a spot of bother, uh, things aren't going super, super well there, uh, you know, both financially and, and very much culturally behind the scenes. At the actual company, you know, long hours, lack of creativity, uh, CEO emails basically telling everyone to work twice as hard uh, to save the company—it's uh, a name—but a few issues um, that they've been having, and I do think that's been kind of leaking into to some of their some of their games um, over the last few years as well, um, which again is probably why they are struggling. Um, but they do seem to be kind of lacking this, you know, this type of spark. Um, that their games used to have uh, this kind of lack of creativity or or, or freshness, um, and they've just kind of been rinsing and repeating um, for for the last number of years. So, it you was know, a, a bit of a general statement. I'm probably more referring to kind of their bigger triple A releases, um, and we'll kind of get into a bit uh, a bit of that um, as we talk here. Uh, I do think Far Cry Five, in particular, actual actually kind of really showcases that downward trend they've been on. Um, and it kind of sums up you know, where Ubisoft are today. Uh, so in today's episode, we're going to do a somewhat, kind of, a little bit, but not too much negative deep dive on the fifth installment um, in the Far Cry series uh, and how it got your old tall pal John on the point of madness. <clears throat> well, not really madness, but it was just very annoying. Like, um, But before I jump in, there's also something quite exciting happening right now that you may or may not be experiencing. Uh, don't panic, by the way. I should have should have had a bit of a warning there. Um, but this is our first foray into the scary but exciting world uh, of YouTube. Um, it's something we've talked about for a long time between us, uh, but kind of held back on, uh, mostly due to Owen having that fist fight um, with Mr. Beast uh, a few years ago, uh, but also because we just never really kind of guess got around to it uh, we felt comfortable doing it uh, audio only doing it on spotify um, i don't think anyone wants to see our ugly mugs um, but maybe we you know we, we said we'd try it a bit of maybe gameplay footage and kind of see how that works um so right now you might be watching us on the tube um, and what you were seeing is some gameplay i recorded of me playing far cry 5 uh, not too long ago um, you probably can't tell from the footage but i absolutely hated it uh, so if you have been someone who has only enjoyed our podcast using your ears, um, you can now give your eyes a feast too. Um, maybe we'll even explore, you know, some of the other senses someday. That's much weirder um, to say out loud than I thought it would be. Um, but as I said, we're on YouTube. Uh, it'd be truly great if you could go maybe subscribe, throw an like on the episode too. Um, we'd really love to kind of, you know, keep that going and be something maybe we can kind of elaborate on as time goes on maybe make more elaborate videos uh, and maybe kind of really uh, j- just kind of you know explore explore our creativity and what we can do um and as liam our, our good friend said to me earlier today what an exciting time for hey look listen john and anyone who continues to only listen to the podcast aren't worth the steam off my piss i don't think i should have actually read that out in the podcast um, but look, I don't want to break tradition either. Um, so let's just pretend one of the guys is also asking me what I'm playing uh, before we kind of jump into uh, Far Cry 5. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Morrissey, what are you playing right now? Uh, thanks for asking, Kev. Uh, I hope that tonsillitis clears up. Uh, but I'm playing a couple of things uh, at the moment. Um, I've, I've, I've I, Every now and then I get in this terrible habit of where I'll play several different video games at the same time and kind of make very slow progress with each one. Um, so I'm trying to get better. Uh, right now, I'm kind of focusing mostly on two, uh, which is, I think, a, a healthy number. Um, but first and foremost, it's Cyberpunk, uh, which has absolutely wriggled its way back into my life and, and my heart, uh, mostly due to the the wonderful TV series that is Edgerunners. Uh, so thank you, Owen, for, for getting me onto that. Um, but this time around, I decided to play it on the PS5, uh, as opposed to my poor old aging pc which i think is four years old now and is is genuinely i think starting to struggle um it's been a delight uh, it, it feels like a very different game um than when i played uh what almost two years ago now um at the start of 2020 um has a lot more polish to it feels more like an actual you know big-ass RPG. Um, I won't go into too much detail about it here because I know Owen actually recently finished it as well, so maybe a a, a possible future episode there, but I've just been enjoying it a lot, and it's been uh, really pulling me back in. Every time I put down the controller, I can't wait to, to pick it up and play it again. So... They really have done some fantastic work there, and I think the, the DLC is hopefully due sometime. I think in the first half of this year. I'm not sure if we've an actual, uh, you know, release date on that, but absolutely can't wait. And definitely recommend Edge Runners um, as well. Definitely more fun than talking about Far Cry Five for fucking sure. Um, and I've also been dabbling, and by dabbling I mean completely obsessed uh, with emulation on the Steam Deck. Uh, it's something I mentioned on my soul episode about the deck, uh, which you should totally listen to, um, but it's really even kind of come on leaps and bounds since then, which is only we're talking about a couple of months here. Um, if you can think of an older console that you've played as a kid, you can almost certainly emulate it on the deck. Um, uh you know, Emu Deck is absolutely fantastic. It's basically the the program you download. It gives you the option to to really just emulate so many different consoles and so many different games in a very easy way. Because I'm not sure if if you know if you're listening to this and you've or watching this, um, and you've actually you know emulated games in the past, it's not super straightforward. Uh, it can be a bit tricky, and, and it can kind of you know be a bit of a, an off-putting thing to kind of jump into um but not the case with emu deck and everything that steam deck is doing um so like i said two games but kind of lying really because I, I have been kind of playing you know mario galaxy Shenmue, Virtua tennis uh pro evo 2 uh to, to name just a few um but yeah it's it, it just adds a whole dimension to the steam deck that really you know it's just so hard to not recommend it um so yeah it's been a good few weeks uh on the game playing front um, but where to start uh, with Far Cry 5? Um, you know, if you don't know it or you don't know the series, um, Far Cry games, open-world shooters that you know kind of plop the player on this big map and give them the freedom to explore, hunt, complete side quests, and journey through a fairly cinematic storyline. Um, the series is generally noted for its kind of over-the-top action, you know, driving crazy vehicles, you know, flying, whether it be by the the really cool wingsuit or the the countless helicopters or planes you can get later in the game. Um, Really, they're just these big sandboxes where you can kind of have the freedom to just have some fun and and mess around. Um, They're games that have never really taken themselves too seriously. Um, But I do think when you kind of look back at the series, Far Cry 3, um, you know, is an incredible game. Uh, It's a game that I think, could be considered one of the best games i think of the ps3 era might get a bit of hate for saying that but i i really really enjoyed it when it first came out um and i've played it i think twice since um and it it, it just it's just an enjoyable game where again it doesn't take itself very very seriously it feels like you're in this kind of maybe you know action movie um and, and it just works so 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 well um but it's actually hard, and you've kind of already done it. It's hard not to talk about, you know, Far Cry Five and its shortcomings without mentioning uh, the previous entries in the series, um, of which I've had the most good fortune to play. Um, you know, it's a series that has changed dramatically uh, within the first three releases, um, but then really stagnated beginning with four, five, and most recently six, which I have played. Um, uh, I I really couldn't get. Past. I think I put in less than ten hours. I just couldn't motivate myself um to, to play any more uh, than that. And you'll, you'll kind of see why, because again, it is a reskin of a reskin of a reskin. Um, Far Cry One, uh, to kind of start from the start, uh, it was a much more kind of basic by the number shooter uh, released way back in two thousand and four, or originally on PC and and where I played at the time, uh, it wasn't exactly a story driven piece. Um, But was very impressed with the time from, like, you know, a graphical and and, and kind of environmental uh, point of view. Um, I remember being a a wee lad and finding the island, which is, I I don't think it's ever actually named. Uh, Really impressive. Um, You know, it was cool to be in such an explorable, you know, island like that, uh, foliage. Amazing, you know, water, the sea. Um, it, it, and it looked fantastic for 2004. Um, it, it really, really did. Uh, it was the first game to, re- to be released um, using Crytek's CryEngine. Um and trust me, it really tested my little Pentium to help PC uh, at the time. Uh, it was actually made by Crytek and not originally Ubisoft. They only uh, distributed um the it, 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 the first Far Cry, um but obviously you know impressed enough to for them to kind of want to go out and own the IP and actually buy it. Um, it was quite linear in regards to the missions, so you you couldn't really explore the island as much as you want. I don't think I'd call it an open world um video game, um, but it did, however, have a very very neat mission editor, which I poured countless hours into uh making new missions, getting new scenarios, um, and just really destroying my PC um and pushing it to the absolute uh the absolute limit. Um it did turn out to be fairly successful commercially. Um not sure if that's a, a good thing or a, a bad thing as I use my Monday evening to talk about this shithead of a fifth game. Um but there wouldn't be a sequel for about four years, uh, two thousand and eight. Um, due to a lot of kind of <laughs> company and rights purchasing shenanigans, uh, definitely give that a Google. Uh, it's an, an interesting, an interesting read from a very kind of political, uh, kind of corporate world uh, kind of point of view. Um, but yeah, it, it turned out to be a pretty good game. Um, I feel time has kind of uh, been very, very kind to it, uh, and time has probably even been kinder to the, the sequel, uh, Far Cry Two, which was a game at the time. I, I don't remember purchasing it day one or uh, rushing out to go get it. Um, but when you kind of look back on it now, it, it, it holds up really, really well. Um, it was very, it, it tried a lot of new and refreshing ideas. It's a very different game from the first Far Cry. Um, I honestly feel a completely different series entirely. Um, but this time we, we find ourselves in East Africa, uh, where this unnamed mercenary, which will happen a lot through this series, uh, assigned to kill the jackal um some lad leading a drug gang or something um so you know the story wasn't anything refreshing maybe or, or brand new um as i had to kind of actually read up on it before this part they completely forgotten about it um but what was very memorable about, about far cry 2 was the addition of kind of survival mechanics um you know the far cry series very much a first-person shooter. Um, you got your handguns, your assault rifles. You got a knife, and you got some grenades. That was kind of re really what Far Cry One was, um, and that really was kind of the, the gameplay mechanic uh, from day one. Some driving, some flying thrown in there as well. Uh, but two, just kind of threw in this really interesting uh, survival mechanic that was not expected at all. And from the the very outset of of the game, um, uh, your character, who is uh, as I said unnamed, uh, has malaria um which is really bizarre um and so that basically means at different points throughout the game you you have these kind of type of i suppose fits you'd call them you know that cause your character to kind of blurred vision disorientation um and you need to actually go in, and seek out medicine to to stop this mapping and just to stop it from being you know dying and, and it being a game over um and, and as the game goes on that actually gets that medicine gets harder and harder to acquire um you know you're you're you know, liberating bigger outposts, you're coming on different, you know, enemies um, to get access to this medicine. And it was just, it was a cool mechanic. It was something that I remember at the time some people finding annoying or kind of like it was a bit of a, it was just something that was like a little bit lame and didn't feel right within the world. I kind of loved it. I thought it was just a little cool kind of, uh, a cool little addition to a series um, that felt at the time was going to be, you know, oh, full of these new ideas and always trying to do different things um i'm not someone who loves survival games that much i've definitely dabbled with you know uh subnautica and no man's sky uh, but you know you're not going to get me anywhere near well geez i just thought of survival horror games uh, like dead space uh no we, we we've done that and never again um but i also remember very fondly for how interactive uh far cry 2 was um you know fire physics were really cool i remember if you you know threw a, a petro bomb somewhere and you know the the grass caught fire the, the fire would spread and it would actually take over you know b- bigger parts of the map it was really really awesome um when you're healing yourself you know, you can actually see your character wrap themselves up in bandages or even rebreak broken bones which is a bit gross actually but should be a feature in all games if you ask me um but again, you know, fond memories of it. And, and something that when I put it down, I thought to myself, yeah, that was fun. That was a good game. Um, you know, it's, it's a game I'd rent. Were we still renting games in 2008? I don't know. Time is a flat circle. Um, you know, at the time I wasn't counting down the days to the Far Cry 3 or anything like that. Um, but it was fun. Um, however, I should have been. I should have been counting. Um, it would have been uh, four years of counting, uh, which would have would have sucked, actually. Uh, but Far Cry 3 really was a massive step up from, from the two previous games. Um, you know, it had this wonderful and very trippy story about this young college dickhead, really, let's call him what he is, uh, called Jason Brody. I mean, you hear that name. You think dickhead right away. Uh, who ends up on the fictional Rook Islands with a bunch of other college idiots um, who he has to kind of try and save. Um, but the absolute showstopper of the game is, is Um, you know, the, the main villain, the main antagonist uh, played by uh, Michael Mando, who you might know from Better Call Saul. Um, game, he's the game's main villain. He, he's just wonderful. He's super charismatic. He's off the wall evil. Uh, and it's used sparingly enough actually throughout the game that you begin to either you know look forward to meeting him in the story or get a bit scared and worried um like a big baby um but you know michael mandor's voice acting is absolutely fantastic um the the writing for vast is absolutely wonderful um and even kind of actually the 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 writing and voice acting for jason brody is really really good as well um he, he he goes on this kind of fantastic character act through the game where really at the start you do find him this very unbearable annoying um you know college kind of jock uh, and by the end he's become this completely different person and it's it's a it's probably the only of game of the far cry series where there really is a proper arc uh to your character um and they actually nail it here uh but yeah michael mando absolutely you know steals steals the show um for, from day one but again kind of like cyberpunk Don't go into too much detail about 3, um, as I'd love to do a full episode on it someday because I just get excited, um, uh, you know, thinking about and playing it. And I do have it on the Steam Deck right now, so I might jump back into it. Um, But yeah, let's, you know, move on to 4, which to a younger and Canadian-based Jonathan uh, was a massive disappointment. Um, I think I played through 3 twice by the time 4 had come out, uh, both on PS3 and PS4. Uh, And also, actually, I should definitely mention uh, Far Cry Blood Dragon. I played that a bunch. It was a a fairly short, neon, kind of sci-fi spin-off of three. Um, Fantastic soundtracks, fantastic visuals. Um, But four, sadly, would disappoint on many levels. And actually kind of start to signify the start of that downward trend, at least with this series. Um, And, like, I might take a bit of heat, you know, from a lot of Far Cry fans, of which there are quite a few. Take out the Reddit. It's a check out the Reddit, I should say. Hugely popular series and has been hugely commercially successful. Um, but Far Cry four really is just a reskin of three. Um well that's what it felt like to me. Um you're again placed in the middle of this kind of civil war with a very over-the-top and charismatic villain, um, who this time is played by Troy Baker, who does his his best, he, like absolutely does. Um, you know. The writing and the script and the actual character just isn't as interesting uh, or as exciting. Um, and you just have this kind of sense of, oh, haven't I haven't kind of seen this all before, but Troy Baker does do a good job at what he has. Um, and the island and the map again is, is an absolute a bunch of fun to explore and see. But already back in 2014 when this came out, I, I was kind of feeling that, I suppose, that Far Cry fatigue started to set in. You know, these are, are big and fairly long games. You know, you can easily drop 40 to 50 hours getting to the end of them. And so if a bit of variety isn't thrown in or some kind of substantial changes to the gameplay loop over the kind of the, the progression of the series, it does just get a bit samey, right? I'm sure you've, you've experienced it playing um, some other series as well. Um, but don't get me wrong, it's a fun game. You know, when you look at it in kind of an isolated way, um, I did have a bunch of fun playing it. Um, I just felt like I'd played it before. Which is kind of the, the big difference here, um, you know. Far Cry Five is really just a reskin of a reskin, um, which you know sounds like something kind of would say. But Far Cry Five isn't fun at all. Uh, that's like it's it's weird. I like I genuinely don't remember at any point kind of going, "Oh wow!" Um, and if you're watching some of the footage on YouTube right now, um, it might look like it's a bit of fun, but after 40, 50 hours, um, it's not. It's it's just. The, the gameplay you're seeing is just so so repetitive um and just just not really that enjoyable to actually kind of you know partake in um but you know I, I think far cry 5 that's its biggest failure and that's not a fun game that should be really when you're sitting down to make a far cry game fun should be the, the first thing you're writing down um nearly all of it feels like a, a chore to play um and it's because it takes itself very seriously uh, like it really is a very, what I think, is a very serious video game. Um, in three and four, you always felt like you were playing a game that was maybe kind of mocking and charactering, you know, big action movies or movie tropes in general. Um, you know, the games did explore themes uh, for sure in their main storylines, but they always felt a little bit daft and like a little bit fun, a little bit, you know, a little bit silly. Um, you know, the series today has mostly kind of relied on its map and characters to keep the player entertained, as opposed to trying to to speak to some sort of message or deeper meaning within the story which you know is fine absolutely fine for a video game to do that sometimes you just want to play something super dumb and easy uh you know for every last of us or god of war you've got you know a far cry or a just cause or a, a leisure suit larry uh you know these nice kind of palette cleansers. i find it's the same way actually with, with you know the people you hang out with you know you know who you are well, you don't actually which is kind of my point um but far cry five so It came out in uh, 2018, so five years old now. Um, And the first thing to remember is that three and four sold an absolute butt ton. Um, They did really well commercially. um, And so Ubisoft were probably never going to change anything at all, actually. Um, But at least with the map and the setting, they did give it a bit of a go. Um, so now we're set in you know uh, Hope County, uh, a fictional part of Montana in the good old U.S. of A. Um, you play an unnamed, surprised, uh, and silent police deputy uh, who becomes trapped after a failed attempt to arrest a cult leader named Joseph Seed. So uh, Joseph he leads this kind of doomsday cult, um, you know that believes that the, the end of the world is nigh. Uh, you know it's coming about any minute now, um, and so have begun what they call the reaping which is a concentrated effort to purge Hope County of all the non-believers. Um, the game is absolutely full of, of religious uh, fanaticism, uh, a lot of far right wing political teams, which is pretty wild at the time for 2018, uh, particularly for the States. Um, and, you know, Joseph and his family give off very hardcore American Christ- you know, Christianity vibes. So from the very get go, and I'm talking about scene one here, you feel like it's going to be a much more serious game and very preachy like really preachy, which gets, you know, quite fucking annoying at times, uh, but I'll definitely talk about that um, a little bit later. Um, Joseph is aided in this quest by his family. Um, John Seed, Jacob Seed, and Faith Seed. You know, really creative names here. Um, but, you know, let's all just collectively move past those terrible names, um, as far as Christ having a bad enough time as it is already. Um, but each of the Seed family control a certain portion of, of Hope County and, and the map. And kind of have their own side missions and their own story quests, um, and basically to defeat defeat each of the family before going on to face Joseph and kind of this end of end of battles to 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 be all battles. Um, and this is kind of really my friends, listeners, and even viewers. My first big problem with with, with Far Cry Five, um, or maybe we should call it Make John Cry Five. <laughs> I think the guys would have would have laughed at that. Um, but the game likes to act like you can explore and play the game how you want, right? Um, you know, we've talked about this idea before of, you know, of lose illusion of choice. Um, Far Cry thinks it's, it, it's giving you this. Um, but it doesn't really, when it, especially when it comes to the actual main story and how you progress through it. So uh, basically, you need to build up enough XP in each region to consider that region liberated in the map. So you, you might want to go and play a story mission to progress to the overall main story. Sorry, pal, you can't. You need to do a bunch of absolutely mindless side quests first to unlock that said story mission. Um, I hate it, and it's a complete Ubisoft brain fart. Um, they do a very similar mechanic um, in Assassin's Creed Origins, I think, and in Odyssey as well, um, where you must be a certain level to do certain story missions, um, which means you're you're forced into this this kind of grinding. Um, and I, I presume, and I, I really don't know. I presume it's because you know the developers have put a lot of time into making these games, and they want you to to experience everything that they've put together. So the easy way for them to do that is to you know kind of force you to do it um you know i tend to be someone i always say so, you know me and my partner we're very different how we play video games she actually finished mass effect uh, the mass effect 3 over the weekend and Really did enjoy it, I think, mostly. um The ending, maybe not so much. um But she plays every single side quest. She has to, like, absolutely go through it and just sample everything, which is, I think, a lot of people actually. For me, I'm kind of more, I want to kind of play it just kind of organically. I'll, if something comes up, I'll play it. If not, I might not go out and seek it out, particularly in a, kind of a first playthrough. I might go back and replay it again and want to experience it. Um, but Red Dead 2 is kind of a good example of where I did that. And I really just said, look, whatever I come across organically, I'll play it. Uh, and, and kind of go through it and you know it kind of be your own kind of your own kind of story in, in that way um but that's just not the case with Far Cry 5 and it's one of the main reasons why I found it so grueling to play um this kind of constant feeling that you're being handed this open world to explore but in actual fact uh, the game is guiding you down a very linear path you know, it probably wouldn't be such a pain in the ass if the side missions actually had a little something to them um, you know, look, I'm a generally fairly forgetful fella, which you probably know if you listen to this podcast. Um, but I do remember great characters and great quests. Um, but for the life of me, I couldn't really remember any from Far Cry 5, uh, like none. Um, I had to kind of go back and replay bits of it and kind of do some own research, kind of like, oh, yeah, I forgot that guy popped up or I forgot I had to go do this. Um, and a lot of the quests were kind of, you know, melting into four and even three. Um, and kind of finding it hard to kind of, you know, decipher which was which. Um, Like, look, for example, uh, you know, I remember there was this old cop I had to rescue. I think his name was Chief or Boss or some shit like that. Um, And that was kind of it. He was the only major character I could remember from 5. I did find out his name was Chief, uh, which, you know, come on. Um, But this is kind of the second big issue with Far Cry 5, and to be honest, the, the majority of Ubisoft open world games and that's the, the more recent Valhalla. And and that's the writing, um, even when naming characters, um, which is actually a big shame uh, when you look back throughout the series because it's got some really, really great voice acting, um, which I've kind of talked about already. Um, and that even kind of does go to, towards the the side characters and the NBCs uh, in, in Far Cry 5. Um, but the writing, my goodness, um, it's just not in any way engaging. Um, and Joseph is a really good kind of example for that. Um, he has these very you know, incredibly verbose and long rants um, about sin, um, religion, and kind of some other tosh. And it's just so repetitive. Um, To actually describe what he looks like, by the way, which is a big, a big factor in his annoyance. um, He is this topless, ripped dude with a bunch of tattoos, a man bun, and like wears these sunglasses, you know, permanently. Um, and usually, when he's speaking, which is a it's a i guess, it's a choice they made because the graphics really are 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 quite strong. Um, whenever he's speaking, these, there are these very intense close-ups of his face, so you'll see sweat kind of coming down his uh, down his head, and you'll see like basically the, the separate follicles in his skin, um, and it's to kind of make him, I guess, come across a bit more sinister and a bit more engaging. But it actually just becomes it becomes just so repetitive and so, so silly. Here's a little quote, actually, um, to kind of give you an idea of how he kind of speaks and how he kind of talks. So I'm not going to do a voice. I've already done a voice already. Um, but everything is unfolding according to God's plan. I am still here with you. The first seal has been broken. The collapse has begun. And we will take what we need. And we will preserve what we have. And we will kill all those who stand in our way. And these the harbingers of doom will see the truth. Begin the reaping. Now you might be thinking, tall John, that doesn't sound too bad. But imagine 500 slightly changed variations of this over a near 35-hour game. He never speaks normally. You never have an actual conversation with him that isn't him speaking in this bizarre kind of preaching style. Um, and each of the outposts you actually come across in the game, by the way, ha- have Joseph's sermons, I suppose you could call them, preaching out of the tannoy radios. So it might take, you know, 10 to 15 minutes to to break into these outposts, and you're constantly hearing him giving out these sermons again and again and again. And it's just, it's its fatiguing. It's probably the best word to kind of put it's, it, it. It's just kind of scratching. It's like nails in a chalkboard. Um, you know, you just want to play the game and, and enjoy it, but you can't because you're constantly being preached at and being reminded um, you know of what their their goal is and who they are um, maybe if he wasn't just you know an annoying religious hipster then maybe it would work um but it's just relentless and kind of ends up him coming across as very one-dimensional um i guess is kind of the the, the best way to put it and it's actually the reason why vast kind of works so well in in three um VAS was very unpredictable uh, Joseph is the exact opposite. You can tell how the story is going to progress. You can tell when you meet the rest of his family how things are going to go. Um, with Vass, it was it was near impossible to guess what which way the story would end. Um, and it kind of, keep, you know, kind of keeps you constantly on edge in that regard. Um, the same can't be you know, said for Joseph and it definitely can't be said for the rest of his family. Um, his brothers are almost really laughably at reskins of Joseph himself. Um, I find myself constantly mistaking John for Joseph or Jacob for Joseph or whatever the fuck. Um, at least Faith, the the adopted sister, she's a little bit different. um First because she doesn't have a beard or a top knot, uh, but also because her missions can be somewhat interesting. Um, they bring back, um, uh, you know, a bit of a mechanic from Far Cry Three, which introduced this kind of, you call it, hallucination kind of dream sequences to the series, where you know your characters are dreaming or on drugs and you play through a sequence and see a bunch of wacky stuff and play through some wacky kind of gameplay um, it was definitely very cool and fresh in three i remember it it, it, it looked it kind of pushed the the ps3 to the limit and looked really really great there as well but by now it's it, you know two or three games later it, you know it feels like such a beaten horse i want to call pita um it really just feels like more filler which is very much what Far Cry five is um and actually one of our previous podcasts kev talked about you know open world games just kind of disrespecting your time as a player and that is one of far cry 5's biggest you know biggest sins no no pun intended um you know like most open world games you'll you know you'll 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 definitely come across you know your 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 mission where you talk to a npc they'll tell you hey go to a certain point in the map and once you get there the mission will start uh now the Far Cry 5 map is huge, right, and very pretty. That's for sure. Um, but boy, oh boy, do they make use for every absolute portion of it. Uh, a, a lot of open world games will usually keep the distance. I find you have to travel to a fairly respectable um, distance. You know, you'll you'll find things like you know, as Cyberpunk for example, which I'm playing right now. Say, hey, you got to go to here to start the mission. You're going to point B and to get to the next point, to be there's a point C. Usually, kind of keeping you within the one area. And every now and then, a bigger quest will have you, you know, travel. Uh, bigger lengths of distance maybe across the map every now and then far cry five i'm I'm not really exaggerating here um almost every quest you're you're traveling to the opposite side of the map um and again i don't know is that just a you know a, a victim of the map being so big in itself um but it's just not fun um the amount of times i'd need to drive fully across the map was really insane um, and sometimes not even just to start a mission request but to just maybe pick something up for the quest for it to even begin um so so many times i would see the marker pop up on the map after speaking to, to a character and it would be like oh it's just you know a quaint five kilometer drive to the next marker um i don't want to do that um you know the driving isn't particularly poor by any means and some of the helicopters are are, are good fun um as is the wingsuit um but it's just not fun. Getting into the car, driving, 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 driving. Um, the radio music in the game is fairly forgettable, um, and the mechanics are as I said, are fine to drive, but they're not amazing. I wasn't excited to get into you know different cars, particularly as most of the cars are the exact same. Um, but that kind of leads me to something that really got to me, that really really bothered me, and kind of made me say, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna rant about this game on a podcast." Um, and actually, maybe put the game down for weeks and weeks. And it's that Hope Island, which is, you know, controlled by Joseph's followers, who are basically this kind of armed militia, um, of which there are thousands of just never-ending respawns. Um, but when you are in portions of the map that you haven't liberated, you'll find these followers kind of roaming around. They're patrolling. They're at guard posts. And they are constantly, and I mean constantly, attacking you. And, and it really, I think it is, if I was to isolate, one thing that really bothers me about the game, it, it, it's that. It's kind of like, you know, you used to play kind of some of the older Pokemon games, you go into the, you know, into the, into the grass, and you're, you're constantly coming across, you know, these, uh, you know, Pokemon attacking you, and these kind of events happening, um, you know, Final Fantasy IX is another, you know, I think a, a good example of that as well. I know later on, you could actually, you know, get a mod for the game, or some of the remasters, um, meant these events would happen less and less. Um, so you're just, every time you're driving for five minutes in Far Cry 5, you are literally triggering um, one of these attacks. And so, you know, you're driving your car to deliver some flowers in a fetch quest, attacked. You're out hunting a rare animal in the woods, attacked. Uh, Trying to see if you can attach sticks of dynamite to a honey badger, attacked by both the badger and the militia. Um, And each of these attacks aren't quick either. Um, You'll find, you know, a a truck full of enemies will suddenly arrive, and you'll spend 10 minutes taking them out. And and this continues for the entirety of the game. Every time you think you're getting a bit of a flow going in, going to a mission you're already having to drive five kilometers to get somewhere um you're now suddenly having to stop get out of the car attack all these enemies maybe your car will get blown up or something will happen you'll have to walk wait for another car it's a hijack get in that and keep going it's just a a, a relentless a relentless cycle um genuinely getting actually frustrated uh even really talking about it um but look actually because i've been ranting now for a half an hour As as a quick aside here as i find myself really kind of delving deep into the windiness of my nature um, and nagging territory. I, I do understand that making games is super hard. Um, you know, there are absolutely works of art. Um, you can guarantee that a lot of folks pour their absolute heart and souls into making these games, and they definitely did. Um, you can see it when you look around at Hope County, right? It's a beautiful map, and the graphics are absolutely fantastic five years later. Um, so while I am being an old whiny shite, I do want to recognize that. However... You knew I was going to say that. Far Cry 5 does feel like a cash grab in many ways. Um, not as bad as, say, your yearly editions of Assassin's Creed or FIFA, but a quick update of you know, Far Cry 3 and 4 together, a bunch of old you know, assets reused, and then push that stuff out and charge fullback. Um, I think what adds to the frustration for me is that when you look at the series and you look back at 3, 3 really had so much potential. It felt like it could be the start of an absolute wonderful video game series. Um, and you know, i remember at the time finishing and putting it down and going wow this is gonna be something that i'm probably gonna come back to every few years i can't wait to see where they bring the series they, they've absolutely won me over here I, i'm and I, again we're talking about a time where ubisoft you know assassin's creed 2 and even 3 and black flag some fantastic games they were were pushing out at the time um but let me have one more jab before i go and actually go play cyberpunk which i can't believe i'm saying it's two years later it's a far better open world experience than the recent far Cry's. For shame Ubisoft um, but so as you're progressing through the game and you're starting to grab the attention of the seed family they'll start sending these kind of this kind of hit squad after you very specifically you know coming for you they're kind of you know better armed they're you know they're on quad bikes um, and they're looking for you um, and these men will end up kidnapping you regardless of what you do so you can fight them off for a couple minutes you could be flying a plane you could be you could be out hunting you'd be doing whatever you can fight them off, you can run, but eventually they'll hit you with a sleep dart and the game will fade to black, right? So this is usually in between kind of the major story missions. Um, And then what will happen is you'll find yourself with one of the family, and and depending on where you're kidnapped, and and a cutscene will play out. Um, These are usually very long cutscenes of exposition and kind of trying to push the story ahead. And and it usually includes some sort of terrible shooting dream sequence as well. and now, look, I found this very annoying the first time because I think it, it really robs the player of the choice of what they want to do next and this idea of being in an open world and approaching it the way you want to. Um, and look, you've, you've also given me an unnamed protagonist, so, you know, let me at least make him into who I'd want to be, especially if you're not going to do it. Um, but this doesn't just happen once. It happens nine times. Nine times, folks. Nine times in a game you were kidnapped and have to go through these cutscenes. Like, it's genuinely some of the laziest storytelling and game mechanics I've ever come across in a video game. And it also just makes no fucking sense. Like, you're out there shooting thousands of their men, you're an absolute pain in their ass, clearly, and they can kidnap you nine times, but they never kill you. Just it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. And I have no idea what they're thinking. It's just, it just, it reeks of here's a very easy, lazy way uh, for us to tie some of the bigger story points together and just kind of force a player into having to kind of, you know, kind of experience it. Um, But look, coming close here on 40 minutes of me ranting and shitting all over this game. Um, And I think I've, I've ranted long enough and, and, you know, thank you for, for bearing with me. um, As this has been very cathartic for, for a little old tall, John, Um, I probably could have made this podcast at least twice as long. Um, But I didn't want to have to to do a longer uh, gameplay video. I really didn't, because I just didn't enjoy it. Um, But here's another quick recap of things I also thought sucked a whole bunch. Um, So shooting, not very fun. Boring. Gun customization, it's included. Doesn't actually improve anything or do anything. The stealth is broken. You can't do any of it. You can't stealth into an outpost. It just doesn't fucking work. Identical enemy NPCs. They all look the same. Cyberpunk got a bunch of flack when that happened and it came out. No one said anything about Far Cry. Five. No knife takedowns. Violence in general is kind of reduced in the game throughout. It's very, very odd. Takedowns were kind of a, you know, a very famous part of three and four. Um, it is the noisiest fucking game of all time. There's never a point in the game you're like, oh, okay, this is like a relaxing piece in between missions now. I can gather my breath and you know, take stock. No, fuck it. Here's more guys in a truck coming to kill you. Uh, terrible AI absolutely terrible ai particularly the animals hunting them is pointless waste of time uh, awful childish humor and one of the worst soundtracks i've ever heard since battlefield earth like genuinely i can't believe i paid full whack for it uh, you probably can't you know believe it you're probably wondering why did i even finish it because past john last year made a promise to himself that for every game he started he would finish so thanks past john what a dick but look thank you for taking the time to listen to my ranting and mindless words um, I also hope you enjoyed the little gameplay video I recorded for YouTube. Maybe you were just curious to see what the game was like. Maybe you were curious to watch me make a fool of myself while you listened to me make a fool of myself. What a treat. Um, and you can actually, a lot of the issues I mentioned pop up here and there uh, you know, during the, the little gameplay montage. It's also a very buggy game, which you'll also see uh, you know, every couple of minutes, to be honest. Um, you can also see how bad I am at driving in the game, which is similar to, to how bad I am at driving in real life. RIP Steve's car and uh, Mark's house. Um, but look, we'll be back again. Uh, hey, look, listen, um, please share us with your friends. Please subscribe on YouTube and, and give us a like. Uh, maybe drop a comment to suggest maybe the, the next episode we can do. Um, but hopefully we'll see you again and hopefully I'll be back with some of my, uh, my wonderful co-hosts and friends. Bye.